4: Move over resting bitch face There's a new sheriff in town And it's known as resting rich face More details on the way Oh it's a great one George Michael, Aretha Franklin I knew you were waiting on LMFM's 11 to 1 Hope you're keeping well this Monday morning You can get in touch 086 1800 658 Now People probably think that you can determine somebody's wealth by how they dress maybe or what they do for a job where they live or even what perfume they wear but no. According to a recent study people can now make judgments about if you're rich or poor by the shape of your face. Yes, it's a case of move over resting bitch face. There's a new sheriff in town known as resting rich face. So you know the kind of expression resting bitch face where someone just looks like she's you know very sour mopey face even angry all the time well this is a different thing so this is a study by researchers from the University of Glasgow where they say the shape of your face could influence what people think about your wealth and background so 30 people with an average age of 22 took part in this study they were asked to look at 3d models of faces and make judgments on their wealth and social standing along with deciding if that person seemed competent warm dominant and trustworthy so if your face was rich okay you were also deemed to be more trustworthy so people with chiseled features a raised eyebrow and rosy cheeks were just some of the characteristics of a so-called rich face. People who perceive to be high or low social class are also often judged as having advantageous or unfavourable traits, respectively. So they were judging these based on, as I say, the AI or whatever, 3D uh, impressions But uh, they also said uh, people that were poor looking, so they appeared more infantile. They had rounded features similar to that of a child's face. Sorry, baby faces out there. Apparently, you're now poor as well as having a baby face and you're just considered infantile, according to the study. I mean, really? What prompts these studies? That's what I love. (laughs) What prompts the studies of these things? I mean really is there not more things we could be studying but anyway uh, these findings apparently are not only valuable for advancing our understanding of central social perception theories but could also help with future interventions designed to interrupt biased perceptions okay so we're supposed to be interrupting these biased perceptions so this is why they're studying it now to see what is our actual bias uh, so faces by the way that are poor you've got a lower jaw eyebrow you have a shorter chin you have a downturned mouth and you have a cooler skin tone which makes you appear cold and apparently untrustworthy. So there you go. I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping I have a rich face. I definitely don't think that's reflected in my body balance. Anyway, there you go. Back to the music now. Here's John Legend. John Legend all of me and LMFM's 11 to 1 just to let you know Drogheda and District Chamber they are holding a coffee and chat event it is happening in the permanent TSB branch at Scotch Hall Shopping Centre on Wednesday from around 8am and local business owners and managers are invited along to chat with each other and the chamber team over a light breakfast now for details and information you need to book your place as well you can contact the chamber so brenda at drohadachamber.ie is the email or you can check out more details droherdechamber.ie so that is happening on Wednesday morning 8am at the Permanent ESB branch in Scotch Hall Shopping Centre Drogheda Now all eyes are on the town of Dundalk this week and it is buzzing with preparation because the Bridget 1500 celebrations are going to be getting underway this week Pat O'Shocknessy and the LMFM Roadrunner crew are in Dundalk to find out more we're going to be joining Pat next ah! The 11 to 1 show. This week the town of Dundalk is buzzing with activity and street spectacle as the Bridget 1500 celebrations get underway. So this year marks 1500 years since the death of St. Bridget who we know was from Fahert near Dundalk. Lyth County Council, Dundalk Bids and a host of other community arts and culture groups have been working really hard to bring a fantastic programme of events to locals for this festival. And the jewel in the crown has to be the breathtaking light display that will be happening at Market Square. Paddashan and the LMFM Road, Roadrunner road, road crew are in Dundalk with the festival organisers to find out more. Morning Pat.
2: Ah yes Sinead uh, you join me at the Market Square in Dundalk where I will say it has been not just the talk of Dundalk the Market Square, it has been the talk of County Louth, and indeed the talk of Ireland. All the newspapers are wondering what's going on because you cannot but wonder at the actual spectacle of what and the sheer scale of what is happening at the Market Square in Dundalk Everyone but everyone is wondering. There are notes gone out in it, it's on Twitter, it's all over the place. But the man charged with it said to me when we were here last Christmas, just before Christmas, for the Festival of Light, he said, Pat, Festival of Light is brilliant, but wait till you see the project we've had. He gave me a little inkling of a cup of coffee. He said, Wait till you see what's in store. Martin McElliott, Beds right. Manager, I've done talk. This is. Huge. I know for the first phase it's to honour St. Bridget, but the scale of this thing is. Yeah, I. I and you're I, uh, still building. I,
3: I, well, I'm disappointed it's not big enough, Pat. Yeah. You
2: know <laughs> <laughs> well, to put it in perspective, did. it is the size of a football field. It is
3: huge, Martin. Yeah, yeah. I mean,. The, the, the Northern Lights uh, project in, in and of itself is, is a long-term int- investment for Dundalk, really, as part of a, uh, a series of events um, between now and possibly Christmas of next year, or this year, sorry, I'm still in last year. You're still in last Christmas. year's mode, yeah. Um, but uh, we, you know, Bridget, the Bridget 1500 series um, was very important to us. Uh, Bridget been known as the Lady of Light. We felt this project really... Um, would enhance that, uh, and uh, you know, enhance all of the the, the amazing stuff that's not just going on in Dundalk, but across the country for um, Bridge of 1500, massive celebration. So the project had to be massive, and uh, you know, I was just lucky enough to be in a position to be able to kind of uh, deliver it. And uh, here we are. We're, we're near the end now. We'll be starting testing
2: tomorrow. And. Wow uh, and I'll be here I can tell you Sinead I'm going to put up some little clips and photographs to show you the scale you'll see me in a height for higher you will see this, that the height that this thing in with a height for higher it, it, it's just huge and it's how it, many nights is this going to run it's going to be a Sound and Light festival isn't yeah it?
3: so it's an audio visual experience okay. um, so while well, we're not giving away too much we yeah. want it to be a I thought I might just catch
2: you off the hop yeah. there but no yeah, you're yeah, guarded
3: yeah. <laughs> no no it's all about the element of surprise yeah, Pat yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, I'm, well you know it's, you come round the well, corner yeah surprise surprise yeah yeah <laughs> but like it, it so on wednesday evening uh, we'll be closing the roads off around 5:30 uh, just as crowds start to build um you know, we would encourage people just to get their place if they don't get a place uh, on the Wednesday evening it runs all the way every every evening for 6pm we shut the roads off right up until the bank holiday weekend so um, St Bridget's f- bank holiday weekend yeah, yeah. so we're yeah. working towards so yeah. the 31st is special to us because it's sort of Bridget's Eve if yeah. you like you know yeah. like Christmas Eve um, and it's a it's a really important uh, celebration. I feel like you know um, St. Bridget, as you know, is synonymous with the County Louth. Uh, moreover, Faughs is very close to Dundalk's heart. Yes, yeah. Um, and we really f- we really felt that this had to be something of a of scale, but something that people will remember and cherish for a long time. You know, so. Um, and the St. Bridget's course, of course, is the emblem on the Louth County jersey, and has been you know, for a, forever. For, you know, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. yeah. You know, So um, I I don't think you know for you know well you know Kildare have a deep meaning to to Bridget as well Dundalk has I would say probably an even deeper one, you know. But. Um, while well, the shrine is there, and every school in Dundalk makes St. Bridget's Cross. Absolutely. And we remember it as kids, Pat, yeah, you know, all, all our, our lives. All you know, gathered in the lives, rushes, yeah. Out yeah. Out and we loved it, so, you
2: know. Yeah. So
3: as it's, a kid, it's great to be able to celebrate it in this way, it, you know. In, and to be. In a different way. In a different way, you know. Yeah. I mean, this is a very modern interpretation of Bridget. As you know, we were. Uh, in 2020, we'd done a, a mural of St. Bridget, which yeah. we, were, uh, we were the first to do, which was done by the amazing Irish, renowned Irish artist, uh uh, and she's in Brazil believe it or not launching Bridget's Day in wow. Brazil on, that... on the back of the mural that she did here in London. isn't that a fabulous so that'll story that'll show you how if...
2: far um, you know this story travels across the world and isn't that fitting for force and Bridget? because she she was she she was a forerunner you know for women before the suffragettes. she yeah. was she was a woman doing it for for women as much as for human for human social. and we'll get into that later on yeah, yeah. and I think the fact that this is so modern it's what she was about in her time she was a forward thinker
3: she, she was a progressive lady yeah, you know, yeah and yeah. Uh, a very creative person in her own right uh, and you know we this in our view. You know, this is our modern interpretation of it, yeah. obviously, but this we feel this very much reflects the spirit of Bridget, really. You know, so in, oh, I
2: yeah, Sinead. I'm I'm I know I'm, I'm like a bottle of champagne, I'm, I'm effervescent, I'm bubbling, but this is just going to be a kaleidoscope of colour and, and a cacophony of sound to use those famous words. We'll be back to you later in the morning for more of the same with more people to talk to, and we'll be putting up loads of photos on social media. Talk to you again,
4: thank you, Pat. Yes, very much looking forward to seeing that spectacle. It is supposed to be on. Un- real. So if you're in the Dundalk area Wednesday night, you want to be getting your spot, that is for sure, from about half five, six o'clock to see that fantastic lights display. We'll catch up with Pat a little bit later on for more on the Bridget 1500 celebration. Dua Houdini and LMFM's 11 to 1 so looking forward to seeing her in Argyle it's a new spy thriller movie by Matthew Vaughan that'll be coming out in another week or two I think it is but uh, yeah she's in the trailer for it and didn't know she had turned her hand at acting but she looks epic and the movie looks epic as well now speaking of movies and keeping a little bit more of a spotlight again on County Loud because there's a great link to this but um, the first ever Irish language to debut at Sundance Film Festival has picked up the top award Award, the Audience Award at Sundance and as well as that it has been picked up now for global distribution by Sony Pictures Classic. So Kneecap is a semi-autobiographical biopic of the West Belfast group. Now where is their loud connection? Well, it was partly filmed in Dundalk and Green Ore. You might remember the Ferrari last year when uh, Michael Fassbender was spotted uh, filming a couple of the scenes because uh, this film stars the members of Kneecap as themselves alongside uh, alongside uh, Michael Fassbender, and uh, it's set in West Belfast, telling the origin story basically of their of their this groundbreaking trio. So it's gotten really just rave reviews all over the place. Um, at the premiere in Sundance, and um, the Hollywood Reporter have now called it gleefully irreverent and Screen Daily describe it as destined for cult status. Uh, So it's fantastic to see it doing so well and it's an Irish language movie which is really, really cool and also Dundalk being, you know, in all its glory and green ore being shown there on an international stage like that in a film like this is really, really brilliant. Now There's no uh, date just yet as to when it might be released over this side of the pond, but maybe we might be kind of talking around March, but I'll keep you posted on all the details of that. Now getting back to the music, here's Dermot Kennedy. (laughs) Dermot Kennedy, Better Days. Now this is quite the challenge. It's going to take a total of 11 months. He is hoping to travel through 25 countries and three continents on a bicycle, Yeah, yeah. He's going to cycle from Roscommon all the way to Australia to raise funds for two charities close to his heart. We're going to meet Fergal Gehan. He's a nurse. He's from Roscommon. He's going to be travelling through this area, by the way, on this trip. We're going to meet him next.
1: The 11 to 1 show.
4: It's an epic challenge taking a total of 11 months to complete. My next guest is planning on cycling 23,000 kilometres from Roscommon to Australia to raise funds for two charities close to his heart. Now he's going to leave in early March this year and he's hoping to reach Australia by February 2025 averaging around 100 kilometres a day on his trip taking in 25 countries and three continents. I had to find out more about this challenge. I'm delighted to have Fergal Guihin from Roscommon on the line. How are you getting
5: on Fergal? Hi, Sinead. Yeah, I'm getting on all right now, preparing Good. for this big challenge.
4: I've no date you are. Great to have you on the show. Are you mad in the head, though? This is like such a huge task.
5: Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. No, it is a big task now. And, you know, you kind of need to break it down. But, um, yeah, no, I look forward to just getting started now. Uh, twenty uh, five countries, three continents, eleven months. Uh, you know, you kind of need to break it down uh, to, to really understand it.
4: Oh, totally, totally. So, tell us, where on earth did the idea to cycle to Australia come from?
5: Yeah, uh, so, I suppose you need a bit of background with myself. Uh, I'm a, I'm a general nurse, and I guess you're working with sick people every day, and you develop the, the mindset that you're not going to be around forever. And uh, through that, you know, I, I kind of, something I always want to do was get out there and see, uh, you know, lots of different cultures and different landscapes. So I think I started to learn about bikepacking uh, and I kind of fell in love with it. I'd done a trip last year with some of my friends through Europe um, <laughs> and somehow I came up with this plan to cycle to Australia from there. So that's what I was going to ask you. Were you
4: always sort of into cycling the, as a sport or or was it something that you sort of took up as a hobby recently enough then?
5: Yeah, yeah. So my background would be GAA. mm mm-hmm. You know, I would do a lot of running on the side, kind of uh, endurance running, long distance. But no cycling was never uh, it was never something I would have been too too big into growing up. All right.
4: So the biggest challenge that you've undertaken, I believe, was just a two-week cycle, and now we're two weeks to eleven months. It's a bit of a leap, there, isn't there?
5: <laughs> it is. It is. It's, it's a big difference. But uh, it's it's more than just the cycle. This kind of trip. You know, it's it's the people you meet along the way. Like, from that two-week uh, cycle I had with my friends, you know, the stories I have from it, I, I don't think I'll, I'll... If I was to get half of the amount of stories over the next 11 months, I'd be doing well. Uh, so... It it really is, you know, about the people you meet along the way more so than the actual cycle.
4: So this is not going to be easy. You're going to be doing a lot of this now, this time solo. You will be meeting up with some friends, though, in Europe. But how will you sort of keep yourself motivated, particularly when you're on your own? Because you're hoping to aim to get about 100 kilometres cycled each day.
5: Yeah, so uh, it will be mainly by myself. I will have friends joining me and family joining me throughout Europe uh, and uh, I suppose Southeast Asia but a lot of it will be by myself. And I got that question. A lot of people ask me that, how would I say motivated? But in my mind, you know, I'm going to be outside. I'm going to be, you know, doing uh, exercise every day. Mm -hmm. If anything, this is is actually, you know, it's right up my alley. And it's, it kind of excites me even thinking about it. Uh, There is going to be, you know, hard days where Mm -hmm. it's raining and you're going up, you know, (laughs) high elevation. But, uh, you know, you have to take the good with the bad. And I guess doing it for two important charities, Mioris Common Hospice and, and Northwest West Stock, uh, that will help me get through it as well.
4: Yeah, to keep them in mind. So talk to me a little bit about the charities and why you chose these two specifically.
5: Yeah, so Mioris Common Hospice, I guess my, my granny, when I told her I was doing this trip and I was telling her I was going to do it for a charity, she uh, reminded me of, uh, you know, how great you are when my great granny passed away. She was 99, uh, she passed away in 2016 and the support we got from Mayorus Common Hospice was absolutely amazing. Um, so she, she was like, if you're doing it for Anu and you have to do it for them. Yeah. And then another local charity to us is Northwest Stop Suicide Prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately in the west of Ireland, especially in rural areas, uh, suicide is, is quite prevalent. So it's great to have a service there that provide a, I suppose, a safe space and counselling services for those that need it.
4: Yes, really, really important. Really important. So you tell us a little bit about the the route. So you're going to be leaving Roscommon in March. You will make your way through our neck of the woods here to the Royal County
5: of Meath. I, I will, yeah. So I'll be leaving uh, early March. I'll be leaving the home house in Origna, County Roscommon. And uh, I suppose the first day I'll get as far as Mullingar. Uh, and after that... Um, I will be cycling along the Royal Canal up uh, to Kinnegad, yes. then into Enfield, uh, Kilcock and Minute. So uh, I guess I'll be passing through, all right, a, a bit of meat and it'd be great to get whatever support if people did want to come out or join for parts of it.
4: Yes, because this is what what it's all about as well. You're very much open to people kind of joining you along the route. Avid cyclists around this area as well. I'm sure will be keen to to support you throughout this, which is lovely. And people can do this. You can find out uh, more information at the uh, I Donate Rossi to Aussie uh, page as well, which is good. So people can donate there as well. So uh, you're also just bringing a very kind of limited enough supplies with you. You're bringing just a tent and a little gas cooker with you.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, well, I suppose a bit more than that, but yeah, yeah, it's going to be very minimalistic. Uh, I'll have a tent, gas stove, uh, you know, a few few sets of clothes, but uh, you will have to travel light, And uh, so that's what it's about. There's a lot of stuff, you know, we have that we don't really need. And going with the bare minimum, it'll remind me that, you know, uh, all these materialistic things aren't really that important. And hopefully, you know, I'll remind other people too, Um but again, it's about the people I'm meeting along the way, uh, and uh, it, it's mad in some of these countries. I'll be going through mm. the hospitality that's yes. shown is just incredible. So uh, I thought, you know, I'm looking forward to that part of it.
4: Yes, completely, because, look, at you know, there's some nights where sleeping in the tent under the stars will be fantastic, and then there's other nights where it really won't be. So, you know, you'd be taking advantage, absolutely, of, of that hospitality. So what are you hoping, then, to get out of this experience for you personally? Because something tells me, as well as a physical journey, there's going to be very much, I'm going to say this clichéd thing now, Fergal, but it's going to be very much a, a journey, an emotional journey for you, I think.
5: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess when I started... Uh you know, thinking about doing a trip like this, I had to write down the reasons for myself why I wanted to do something like this. And I guess it is something uh, you know you, you develop as a person going through these. Uh, these uh, so there's going to be a lot of rough nights, like you said. Mm. Uh, and I guess I, I learn from that. Uh, you know, can, can I can I get through it? You, you need to see how how your resilience uh, lasts with us. But. Um, no, it's definitely the people I'm going to meet along the way. That's definitely one big part of it. Um, you know, we, we kind of put these countries to, to the side. You know, yeah. we'll go on holidays to Spain and to Italy. But, you know, you'd never think to go uh, to the likes of some of these countries And going through in Central Asia. Uh, the lesser known ones, but they're absolutely, like the culture, the landscape. We're just led to believe a different narrative about these countries. And I'd love to display what they're about along my route and the show the hospitality and the kindness of the people along the way.
4: Yes, absolutely. And I, I mentioned the I Donate page, but will you have like a social media or Facebook page or something that people can follow you along the way?
5: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, if you were to look up uh, on Facebook or Instagram, Rossi to Ozzy. Yeah. Um, and then I have my I Donate page there that you can donate and support the cycle uh, and the two charities that's uh, uh, Mioris Common Hospice in North West South. So I'm self-funding this whole trip. So mm. all the, the proceeds go directly to the two charities and it will make a huge difference to our, to our local area.
4: Well, we are wishing you the very best of luck, Fergal. We'll keep in touch with you as well along the way to see how you're getting on. But for now, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Jeanette. Thanks a million. Isn't he incredible? I mean, people who come up with these ideas, right? And we have them on the show and we hear the story and then we think, God... I, I could never do that I could never do something like that I just think it's absolutely incredible what he's doing it really really is if you want to find out more as we say you can follow him on social media Rossi to Ozzy and also if you go on to idonate.e Rossi to Ozzy you'll find out all the details of Fergal's quest there and you can donate to those two worthy causes I'm going to take a quick break we're back with music from Florence and the Machine and we're going back in time
1: oh, The 11 to 1 show
4: One of the greatest drinks ever created is popping up in the Northeast update right after Florence and the Machine. Florence and the Machine. Dog days are over. Oh, it's sweet. It is fizzy and delicious. There's no other drink like it. It's Coca-Cola popping up in the Northeast Update. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 double seven double four double five. On this day in 1892, the Coca-Cola Company was incorporated in Atlanta, Georgia, and today is puzzle day, yes. The common puzzle may be falling by the wayside in the advent of digital entertainment. So today is a day to go back to the basics. Do jigsaws, solve a crossword, or buy the ever impossible Rubik's Cube and frustrate your friends. Puzzle day today.
6: LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drahada, Dundalk, and new Navin showrooms.
4: Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Billy Ocean, love really hurts without you. Still to come on 11 to 1, coffee badging. Yeah, it's a new craze sweeping the workplace. More on that. And we'll rejoin Pado Shocknessy from the streets of Dundalk where festivities for Bridget 1500 are underway. That's all to come after 12.
1: Oh, L-M-F-M. The 11 to 1 show
4: LMFM Coffee badging. What is this strange new craze that is sweeping around the office? More details after Avicii.
2: I I love being able to work with so many talented people.
0: Hey, what's happening?
1: This is Alan Bryant.
4: LMFM's 11 to 1, Schneid Brazzle here, Avicii, Aloe Black, wake me up. Now, there is the debate over whether you're more productive in the office than at home. This has been raging on, hasn't it? Since the pandemic, really, and since kind of the return to some semblance of normality, this debate over whether we're more productive in the office than at home. And a lot of employers out there, they need to see us in the office. So... What are we supposed to do when we know that we are more productive at home, but we know that our boss sort of needs to see us? Well, this is where coffee badging comes in. So apparently you can bamboozle your bosses by coffee badging. So what is coffee badging? I love the way they come up with these terms. This involves showing up to the office bright and early, making sure that management notices that you've actually come in. Then what you do is you grab a cup of coffee, and you make a beeline for the nearest exit. Once your manager sees that you've actually made it in, you can beat a hasty retreat and go back to being more productive at home. (laughs) Now, you still have to get dressed in your office gear. You still have to try and get to your workplace and go back. Like, it is wasting time, you know, but you need to look like you've obeyed this command. So, This is no more cynical than forcing you to come back to the office, says Professor Kevin Murphy at the University of Limerick in this article. He says, uh, you know, your executives will feel better about you returning to sort of a routine that they're used to. Uh, If the bosses are dead set on forcing you to show up to the office, even... At the cost of lower employee satisfaction and lower productivity, then just give them what they want, he says. Show up at the office, but when it's time to get the real work done, look for an opportunity to make your Irish goodbye with the coffee badging. Grab the coffee and go back home. I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, I know it's a new way of, you know, managing the work life situation in this country but you know there's countless studies out there that have proven that people are actually more productive at home but I get it there are some bosses that want you back now there are some places of employment where you actually have to be in the building you know I get that too but there you go apparently if you're sick of this if you're sick of your boss wanting to actually physically have you in the office this is a technique to bamboozle them coffee badging Let me know if you try it out. Now, from The Office to the red carpet now with the world celebrity.
6: The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the
4: latest news and gossip on the LMFM app.
6: Hi, I'm Max. Dakota Johnson hosted SNL with musical guest Justin Timberlake. Here's a snippet of her monologue featuring JT. We were
0: actually in a movie together called The Social Network.
1: Shut up. Whoa. (laughs) I remember those days, Dakota. Uh, Justin, what are you doing up here? Are you lost? I, I heard my name. I-, I thought that was my cue. <laughs> oh no, no, you're you're the musical guest.
6: Okay, well, um, if
1: you want me to be in sketches, uh, I-, I have. <laughs>
6: brian cranston has talked about the breaking bad universe finally coming to an end he said that everything should come to an end everything's cyclical our lives are cyclical seasons trees everything so it's okay to have a beginning middle and end and then let it go Mark Ronson has opened up about what it was like working with Ryan Gosling on the Barbie soundtrack. The song I'm Just Ken received an Oscar nomination and Ronson explained what made Gosling such a good fit.
1: He just brought this, you know, he brought the Ken to it. Like, he brought the Kennedy. energy. He, he took this song because he's such a brilliant actor and had already, like, found his Ken and his process and what he was doing because he had already been working on the film. And so when he performed it... He brought something extra to it Like not only just a great singer But also a great like emotional conveyor of this song That's The Buzz, I'm Max
6: The Buzz on
4: LMFM Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Ah, Kennergy, it is the word of 2023 (laughs) I'm loving that people are still using that, absolutely brilliant Now getting back to the music, here's Boy Meets Girl Boy Meets Girl waiting for a star to fall. Now, Dundalk is buzzing with activity this week because the uh, Bridget 1500 celebrations are getting underway in the town and it's all culminating in this huge audiovisual spectacle. We gave you a little insight into that earlier on with Pado Shocknessy but we're going to rejoin him now shortly. He's going to be chatting to Sinead Roach, Dundalk Tourism Officer, more about these celebrations that's on the way.
1: 11 to 1 show.
4: Yes, there's a huge programme of events planned for this week for the Bridget 1500 celebrations, and it's time to rejoin Paddock disease on Market Square. He's finding out more about this year's festival.
2: Ah, you're very welcome back, Sinead. Um, I'm bursting with pride, I have to say. You know that I am a proud Dundalk man, but this project, this. Northern Lights Bridget 1500 series has really, forgive the pun, has really lit a fire under me. It's been extraordinary from its inception and looking at just growing out of the ground and one of the big drivers at the back here with Martin McGilligott, she's a great girl, she's always stuck in the middle of anything that happens in Dundalk at Sinead Road, she's Dundalk tourism officer and she's beaming from ear to ear a lot of hard work has gone on before this like the swan underneath the water Sinead, the, the legs are going on hundred mile an hour and now everybody sees the fruition coming to reality.
7: Oh it's very exciting Pat mm. and absolutely a team effort, mm. you know there's myself and Fiona and Martin in the office, there's um, you know Louth County Council the uh, Arts Office, Community Groups, Creative Spark, like the overall Bridget 1500 um, celebrations in County louth are just, you know, it's I suppose it's about it's about time that Bridget got her time to shine. And certainly yeah. with this um, monumental attraction that we have at the Mar- Market Square, um, we really wanted her to shine you know, as a beacon of light and hopefully she's going to.
2: There is no doubt. And like, Bridget was always, always, always celebrated. From immemorial, I was talking to Martin Early about going out gathering the rushes once past Christmas. Oh. Every young fellow and young girl in the dark went out looking for rushes because St. Bridget's Day was coming and the crosses would be made. And what you've really done now is this, you're bringing this to a global stage because of the way the, the internet is, because of the way television is, social media. This is in a monumental project.
7: It is, you know, and I think it's funny you talk about the rushes, you know, the crosses and all the history and everything. And I think what this state of the art light installation at Market Square is doing is it's bringing together all that symbolism. You know, you'll see we have Bridget, we have the crosses, we have... Um, the stained glass windows I look here behind me we have the dandelions the s- snowdrops the symbolism of spring Yeah. and really we were just trying to celebrate everything that you know we've known our traditions our customs and uh, bring it to a global scale
2: yeah and Something else, like for your Christmas celebrations here, for your festival or like, that's just gone. Um, you did this magnificent projection on the east side, on the courthouse side of the Market Square onto Errol Street. There's a huge white building there, and there was fabulous animation of Santa and his trains and his elves. But now, because of this very famous mural that's been painted uh, in Dundalk of Bridget, you're going to bring, and I know I'm letting the cat out of the bag a wee bit here, but you're going to do an animated thing on the side of that wall on a projection, I believe, which is going to be something to behold.
7: You know, Pat, you are letting the cat out of the bag because we were keeping us, you know, a bit of we were keeping it under covers. But the Bridget O'Farrell mural on Bridge Street was created by a renowned Irish artist Frizz, back in 2020, and from the second that that mural Um, went up on that uh, you know, that it's now iconic Iconic, it has travelled the county, the country and the world and um, it has been the inspiration for the installation here, the Northern Lights Bridget 1500 series, but it has breathed light and life into uh, Bridget's story, into the mouth of dead winter and into um, you know kind of, the story of Bridget of Fahart, mm-hmm. it is now going to come alive on the Earl Street corner of Market Square in a large scale um, animated light show. Wow. I, I, we, like, usually one of these events,
0: <laughs> yeah, one of would these be events enough.
7: would be, you know, Correct. The, the creme de la creme, but we're going to have both. So, when the the Golden Arches, uh, the Cathedral of Light, the the Bridget 1500 series installation goes live at 6 pm this Wednesday. So too will the, you know, the, it's going to go live and the Bridget of Farhard mural is going to go live yeah. at Market Square and I'm so excited to yeah. see that, you know. It's I like can, the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah,
2: I can only imagine because, and we I have to run back to you I, I can only imagine because there's not a day goes by because in my journey home most times from Dundalk I have to pass the mural. Yeah. There is always somebody having a selfie or a photograph yeah, taken yeah, in yeah. front of it. What's this going to be like?
7: No, <laughs> I I mean, I can't imagine. And listen, we what we have launches this Wednesday, 6pm, second show, 630 Third show is 7 pm. So we will have for six nights until the bank holiday Monday night, we will have those three shows every night 6 30, 7 pm. Thereafter, from the 6th of February until the end of the month, it will be illuminated from 5 to 10 pm each evening. It won't have the audio show, but it will be illuminated. Wow. And also the animated mural. Um, projection will also be animated, so you know. Oh,
2: talking about bringing light into spring, I can't wait! I can't I know, wait, and I'm going to. We will look at our pictures, look at our socials. I'm going to do a lowly video, Chanel. Wait, till you see this? It's oh. going to be very, very nice. And of course, all of the social contacts are there, and we'll put them up as well.
4: Well, I'll be back with more when I come down from the harness and the height for hire in a little while. <laughs> Thank you so much, Paddleshack, for letting the cat out of the bag. But I know it's very hard not to reveal some of the plans for this fantastic celebration that's going to be happening. And as they say there, Wednesday night is when it all kicks off. Uh, we'll be rejoin Pat a little bit later on for more. But now it's back to the music. Here's Paul Brady. There's Paul Brady with Crazy Dreams. Still to come, I've got music from Backstreet Boys on the way.
1: Oh, L-M-F-M. The 11 to 1 show
4: LMFM It's a sight to behold in Market Square, Dundalk, the Northern Lights installation. It is the Jewel and the Crown. That is a fantastic festival that is going to be planned for Dundalk this week to celebrate the bridge at 1500 celebrations. Pat O'Shaughnessy has been finding out all morning what's been going on. We rejoin Pat now and I think he's a bit breathless.
2: Hi, you're very welcome back Sinead. Uh, I'm out of breath because I've been up on a height for hire and you'll see the little video shortly. Uh, And it was breathtaking from... from, It's breathtaking from the ground, but when you see it from the air, this installation here for... it's just, it's just extraordinary for the Northern Lights Bridget 1500 series. It's just absolutely extraordinary. Now, I'm delighted to be joined by a couple of people here now um, who are as buoyed up as I am. Maya Hodgers, he's a County Loud Arts Officer. And I also have the High Carney. He's a, a musical director for the Lady of Light, which is happening simultaneously. And he's from DKIT. I'll start with you, Maya, uh, from Loud County Council. You must be thrilled to see this phoenix rising out of the ashes. It's huge.
6: Absolutely. I mean... The, it's been a year in the planning the Bridget 1500 um, festival by the and council and kept it some secret I must she say she surely did <laughs> yeah. yeah indeed yeah. nobody knew it was happening <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. at all um, and Martin of course has been mm. working so closely with the chief executive and with the council in terms of the Northern Lights project here which is fantastic I've for my sins I've been over a number of other projects mm-hmm. such as the art exhibition that we have on in town at the Houston's building mm. and the Lady of Light production which is a theatre uh, piece uh, telling the story of St Bridget through poetry, um, words, music, dance and that's why Dahi's here with mm-hmm. me, our lovely musical director. God bless him, I approached himself and uh, his lovely wife Adele about a year ago and said, we've an idea to do a concert mm-hmm. and what has ended up of course, I should have known coming to a bunch of creatives asking <laughs> for a concert, you were not going to get a concert yeah. at the end of it. it is, it's really going to be a, f- a spectacular um, piece it's a 70, around 75 minutes of just beautiful music composed by Dahi and Adele and um, wonderful retelling of the story of Bridget from her birth here right through to her um, passing in Kildare.
2: And Maya, the one thing from the guys on the ground, the electricians, the people who are working on this, Mm. myself coming here so buoyed up because this is our own town, I can see the enthusiasm and the joy that's in your face being involved in this project. It just seems to mean so much to everybody who is involved.
6: Well this is it and it's been, it's one of the things that the council and the chief executive, uh, was one of the main things on the brief that she gave me when I had to look at a couple of projects like the Lady of Light, like the exhibition, was to engage the community as much as we could in the story and the legacy of Bridget and to use the arts and culture in bringing people together for it. So the exhibition that we have across the in Houston's is um, made up of a number of pieces that have been created by over 300 people across 20 groups across the county of Louth over the last year with five artists. Um, We've got stuff that has been made by St Bridget's School here in Dundalk and our school's competition. So it, it was bringing people together and even with the Lady of Light, I'd say probably about ninety percent of our crew, creative team, the the band, the performers are all from Loud originally wow. or they're either born here, they're living here or they're working here. Um, you know, we've got members of the Satanta choir singing, we've got young dancers from the Coastal Ballet School in Drogheda and from the McGee School of Irish Dance and Skull Renkinimoda, Ruddy. And um you know, I think pretty much everyone there's something for everyone. everybody, something for everybody and, yeah.
2: And and Dahi Carney uh, from DKT, like you're a musical director, uh Again, when you can, you know, a lot of the times when you do work in the DKIT, it's theoretical and this is what could happen. Here you are working on a hands-on, real-life, phenomenal project.
0: Oh, it's absolutely fantastic, and I think it's one of the great things about, as Maya said, bringing people together. Sometimes we're all working in different places, we don't even get to enjoy each other's talents, mm-hmm. but now for this project, we have classical musicians coming together, with traditional musicians, rock musicians, ballet dancers with Irish dancers, and um, I haven't left the classroom behind because I'm really thrilled. I have some graduates and current students from DKT coming in here, and they're working with you know professional creative artists as well, the choreographers and everything else, and, and to experience that together and to, to, it's also a learning experience for all of us to work together, you know, it's been really really exciting. And it's all in the town centre which I think is just fabulous, you don't have to travel from one venue to the other, you just literally skip from one to the other. Absolutely it's mm. brilliant and to see the town come to life as well, yeah. you know, even so we've been doing a few rehearsals in the town recently and even coming out, we're bumping into each other, I was saying to Maya, we met some of the members of the Satanta Choir in mm. the street the other evening as we were walking down to our instruments and we're we're all buzzing. We're yeah. all... Because we're <laughs> yeah. coming together. But yeah, look, Maya, you have the town buzzing. I mean, every, and thanks to everybody,
2: and we're up against the clock here, everybody is talking about this institute. What yeah. is it? Why is it so big? What's it going to be? What's happening? Yeah. Can somebody please tell me? we telling it's, you
6: now. It is. It's great. Yeah, and I yeah. mean, I suppose last year, Bridget came to the fore last year with giving us her first our first bank holiday, mm-hmm. thanks That's to her. Right, so this yeah. is the second year of it. Yeah. And whilst... That some of us aren't getting to avail of it this year because we're all going to be working. We're all going to be working, but we we'll yeah. get it in some stage. Yeah, you but and... it is great. But like even with the ex, like we took over the Houston's building for the exhibition because again we wanted a central space where people could come in, find out what's going on, not just what events the Council are running, but what events community groups, there's so much happening with the Bridget of Fogart, um Festival themselves with the community groups out there with Cooley Connect, there's so much going on so we have all the information and people are just they're loving the exhibition, they're so excited for the Northern Lights to come on and, uh, and even people with can
2: go online if they want to yeah, look at all the people, schedules yeah, 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 They
6: can go online as well to the visitlouth.ie there's a Bridget 1500 page um, there's QR codes all around the place um, as well if you scan those and it lists everything, not just by the Council but everybody else and it's just great.
2: I can't wait. And Sinead, I know you love these sort of things. I know that you absolutely, you, you're just so arty. You don't tell people but you are and you love it. Come down. I'll entertain you myself. I'll buy you a cup of coffee when you come to Dundalk. <laughs> but for now we would say <laughs> bye bye from Dundalk which is absolutely buzzing. Bye.
4: It really is. Yes, I am very arty and I will absolutely be down for a lot of those celebrations. Thank you so much. Pat O'Shaughnessy. Visit loud.ie, by the way is where you can find more information on the Bridget 1500 celebration the eagles with hotel california closing out the show today thank you so much to the guests and to you for your company enjoy the rest of your day and i'll chat to you tomorrow
6: listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the lmfm app